Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Drunken Storytellers podcast, where I, your erstwhile host, folklore nerd, freelance RPG writer and mad scientist take you on a tour of folklore, myths and legends from across the globe, with some inane drunk rumblings occasionally thrown in. In this episode, I have another guest! Whoop whoop! Yeah, I have got an interview, or a little bit of a chit and a chinwag, with um, another well-known folklore podcaster... Uh, and recent convert to RPG playing games, uh, Mr. Mr. James Shakeshaft, one half of the Law Boys. Yep. So me and James, we, we have a bit of a chat, a bit of a chinwag, talk about pouring cement over children, and uh, enjoy all that good fun. So, yes, enjoy the show. Yeah, hello, I'm with James, Mr. Mr. Shakeshaft himself. The, the Yeah, that's me. The, uh, the younger... Shake shaft. The, the, cur- the currently only. The only shake shaft. Well, oh no, my kids are both shake shafts. Yeah, my kids are shake shafts, yeah. but I'm the I'm now the only James shake shaft. Ah yes. Uh, the... So I think I don't know if I've upgraded to gym status. Oh, does that mean you're getting closer to the uh, the gangster status? The gymming. The gymming. Yes. yes. Becoming becoming. The gymming has begun. The London gangster. Um, EEG, yeah. yeah. EEG. Have you got yourself an animal name for when that happens? No, I don't know what I would be. Because, well, no, the, it, I mean, it was just the random donkey. I don't. I think he was the only yeah. animal named one. Yes. Anyway, so just for people who have never heard of you before, um, and mm-hmm. why we're talking about donkeys and EEG. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Who are you and things? Uh, I'm James Shakeshaft and I co-host the Lawmen podcast uh, with Alistair Beckett King. And uh, those references earlier were to my family who have my... Uh, what's the one? What's it called? The ones... Your ancestors? Your ancestors. Ancestors, ancestors. Yes. Who... Are from London, and my great granddad is only known to us as Donkey. Uh, I asked my dad what his real name was, and he didn't know. He just knew he was called Donkey Shakeshaft, which is something we've discussed uh, on the Lawmen podcast, amongst other things. I mean, that's not been the main thrust of the podcast. It's mostly been about folklore and obscure history of days of yore. Oh uh, yes. Have we? Yet, have you yet decided what yore means, or just? No, no, because I remember there was a conversation no. at some point on the on the podcast about that. I don't think that's yeah. really decided. No, I don't think so. No. Oh well. Cool. Um. So yeah, I thought we've also um we've been playing some games together, haven't we? Yes, we have. Yes. Um. I've just murdered. Actually, no, I didn't murder you, did I? No. Spoiler I'm alert! Shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler warning. I in an aliens themed game I died. <laughs> you got shot. Yeah, the which is actually yeah. I think didn't only one of us actually die via aliens uh, of the main core core cast no, uh, of the core four. Um, mm. The four core, the core four. Um, yes, mm. only only one was eaten by an alien. Although I suppose and spoiler one, alert one again could have been. Because he kind of turned into one. 
In his spacesuit, spacesuit drifting in yeah. the void of space. So it's yeah, I suppose technically. And it was a bit lonely. Um, the atmosphere was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Tom possibly, but then he was all alone, more or less. Yeah. Drifting, drifting. Mm. So yeah. Um, so yeah, we've we've played some games together. So we kind of vaguely know each other now. Hmm. So I thought I would get you on to to have a little bit of a chitty chat and a chin wag, and just kind of talk. I've got a few. I've got uh, I've got a little weird thing to talk about with you. Um, but first, I thought we'd just kind of talk about your your journey, your journey into podcast world. Oh yes, um, and kind of how you got into folklore and stuff in the first place. Mm. So I know you've done a. Q&A before in on the Lawmen pod about how you and Alistair got together. Uh, yes. But kind of how did you originally get into folklore and, and things? It's it's the book. It is that book. The um, the, the Reader's Digest one. Not, well, I, I think my dad had that one because I in late... Uh, right. Okay, let me start at the beginning. Okay, so the original book that I remember, that I still have, that I remember, was the uh, Myths and Legends of the Cotswolds. Okay. Wait a minute. I want to get this right. It's literally in the other room. Let me get the book. Okay. I thought I'd lost it there. Oh, no. That would have been bad. It is Folklore and Mysteries of the Cotswolds by Mark Turner. Mm-hmm. And we got this. So I lived in, I was born in West Wickham in London, not West Wycombe, near Reading. Um, And we moved to the countryside, Chipping Norton, when I was like seven or eight. And it must have been a couple of years later that I got this book. I don't remember buying it, but... Is that, I did. That's the original book from from way back when. This is the book. Yes, it's in very good condition. It's not bad, Nick. Yeah, the um, there's a section that has fallen that where, you know when like the glued ah, books. Yeah. So I've I've sellotaped this segment back in, which is the Chipping Norton bit, which obviously. I, so it's a it's a it's called a gazetteer. I don't know if that's how you say it. Gazetteer. So yeah. it's all. In alphabetical order, there's a map. So I didn't know the area that well. And I was, but I knew there was like these, like it's complete. I was from London. So you moved this and was, suddenly there were trees and green green things. And you're like, what are Yeah, and standing stones. Yeah. Like the roll rate stones are up the road and we'd go and see them. And yeah, this. So it's all in alphabetical order. There's a map as well so I could see where things were. And I just read this book again and again, cover to cover. And whenever I'd go somewhere, I'd kind of look it up. And then whenever I moved house and stuff, I always made sure I kept it with me. It was one of the, you know, you got your special load of books that are the ones that definitely come yeah, with you. Yeah, I've got a massive pile of them by the side of my bed. I've like 60 that are coming with me to Germany, yeah. but I don't know how to get them to Germany at the moment. So, because books are heavy. That's, yeah. Yes, that's the that, when I lived abroad for a bit as well. That was the worst thing because it was kind of pre-internet, pre like books being mm. 
I think it was definitely pre-tablets. So like reading, you had to read on a computer or your phone yeah. really, and neither of them is ideal for reading long book, reading. Yeah. Tablets is just about all right. Before, what was it? The Kindle. The Kindle came along. Yeah, I think it was early Kindle days. Uh, back when they were still bright white and horrible. Yeah, I, I, let me look up when it actually... Because it might have just been that they were um, they they were fully available, but I just was too cheap to buy one. <laughs> I, I have one, but um, I've never used it. it. It has some books on it, I think. Um, it has been sat by the side of my bed ever since I bought it. Never charged. Never charged. Never. So, yeah, it was a couple of years after the Kindle came out, but it was still, mm. yeah, no, it wasn't normal. I much prefer a book. Um, I probably, with hindsight, I probably should have. But then it was also like, well, I'm buying books anyway. And at that time, books were pretty much the same price on a Kindle. Yeah. So why am I going to spend an extra 50 quid? On the Kindle as well. In order to, yeah. Also, all the Pokemon books to... you want to go, you want to go to all the old old bookshops and 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 yeah. turn, turn turn through all they those old to... books and find the vellum. Yeah. You want to find and the writing in the 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 um the people that have written their names in them yeah. and stuff in the old style form fonts that everyone seems to have got taught in the past that no one can read. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, and then, so I just always had that and was always interested in it. And always, whenever I go somewhere new, I'd kind of try and get their like book of local ghosts and legends type thing. Similar for like, you know, the ones that you, it's really, they're, they're quite hard to actively find. You have to find the right sort of shop. They're yeah. not in normal bookshops um they're in like like obviously secondhand bookshops that's where you're most likely to find them but the real gold are in like gift shops for crappy oh yes like, like tourist local things. local things like was um where was i gone off and we i was intended to go to eam a couple of days ago to go to play right play village uh, yeah, play play village of Eam. Yeah, didn't quite make it there because I got to the train station too late. Uh, right, but did find a coffee shop that serves a pint of tea, which was a uh, right most most good. Um, it was like a half pint or a pint of tea, um, but they had like lots of nice. little cool little um, books in there. That um, what town? What town was it? Grindleford. Oh yeah. wow, that's a, that's a. Tolkien character, I think. <laughs> uh, I, I decided it was um, uh, Harry Potter. Oh yeah, yeah that'll a little do. Bit more Harry yeah. Potter, and it's right next. To yeah, Paddy a little bit more mainstream, mainstream Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, it's right next to Paddy Gorge, and you can go just down the road from there. There's a, uh, an old building, ruin uh, of the Padley Martyrs, oh. two Catholic priests who were uh, hiding out there, and then got found and hung in Derby. So, oh, hung in Derby. Hung in Derby. That's what usually happens on a Saturday night. Yes. Um, yeah, that sort of place. Yes, like yeah. the gift shop that you'd find at Blue John Cabin. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If I don't think they even have a gift shop at Blue John Cabin. Oh, no, they do. do. It, just sells it, it blue simply John. sells Blue John. That, that's it. <laughs> blues. The Blues John. Yeah. 
And occasionally there's a John um, painted blue in there as well. Yes. Um, for people who've never been to this one place in the Peak District, so have therefore never heard of Blue John, Blue John is a semi precious stone. Yeah. I hope you heard the quote marks I put around <laughs> semi. And to be honest, I think it should have gone around every single word that I said. Yeah. It is a semi-precious stone, stone, maybe? Yeah. Is it even blue? No, I think it's slightly purple, isn't it? Yeah. Is it a, <laughs> and it does not answer to the purple. name John's. Right. Uh, I may be very wrong. Uh, blue John. It's, yeah, the Blue John stone uh, there. It's a cavern up in, like, Hope Valley. Yeah, um, there's a good legend around that as well. So my wife's half of my wife's family's from around there, so I go up there quite a lot, and so I've managed to rinse most of the, yeah. you know, hauntings of Derbyshire. You've got the devil hauntings in the Peak District backside. Yeah, the devils are up yeah. there. At least but we can take that on my, on my podcast. We don't mind. I don't mind those things. It's obviously just on yours. Oh. Um, yes. Yeah, it's a purple coloured um, stone. The Hope Valley, there was a murder there of a young couple and their ghost is supposed to haunt it mm. as well. They were throw, murdered and throw, either thrown off a cliff or thrown down a, down a, like a cave. So there's loads of caves as oh, well. Millions of caves everywhere. Just wander in. It's great. Yeah, there's the Derwent Valley where they did Dam Busters just around the corner. Those Dam Busters. Damn those Um. Yeah, and the Derwent, you've got the Pencil Museum. Yep, the very, very famous Pencil Museum, world famous. Yeah, and, and my wife tells me that there's the Pencil Museum, and at the back of that, there's the climbing wall. But I don't know if that climbing wall is an actual attraction or it's just kids trying to escape the Pencil Museum <laughs> by just scrambling over the wall. I, I don't know. I've never been to the Pencil Museum, uh, sad to say, so I can't. Confirm or deny that. There's another place. I don't know if you've been. No, Don't look for it. It's no longer there. Cars of the Stars. I have heard of this, yes. No, I, I think it's no longer there. It, I don't think it's there anymore either. I was lucky enough to visit it. And I don't know if that... I did because I did it. I, I went... I was briefly an actor and I was... Did like a tour of like art centres around like the Peak District and Lake District and stuff. And I don't know if it was near the Cars of the Stars town or maybe a different place, but there was this village and this one house, the front of it were like cement children. What? As like decorations on the front of their house. It was a house and in a sort of like gargoyles but they were like 70s kids and it was made out of cement is the I'm one of the these weirdest are like things statues I've seen. and they've not literally just found some children and poured cement on them i mean there's only one way to find out yeah but you run the risk of getting caught and cemented yourself then there's a new yeah. I, cement i, I don't really have a childlike there. look about me so i think i should be okay you can you can work wonders <laughs> with cement these days <laughs> Cement does wonders for the complexion. Yeah, it's very slimming. Uh, it's very filling, I think, actually, really. Yeah, I don't think it's very slimming. Mm. 
Although it would give it yeah. would give it would give you a pasty complexion with all the caustic mm. lime and things in it. So mm. smooths out the uh, the wrinkles, any imperfections. Um, and so when I became a comedian for a bit, um, I obviously was obliged to start a podcast. And, that's what all comedians do. Yep, and. I, they always say, don't they? Um, do a, you know if you're gonna th- if you're gonna do a podcast, pick a thing that you could talk about forever. Yes. And weird little bits of folklore and ghost stories, local, local. That's the really sort of specific thing. It's the ones that no one's heard of, like the ones that are completely unique to someone's town or village. Ideally, yes. They're the, they're, the, they're the best ones. Yeah. Not the big, big brand named ones that I seem to cover. Not your King's Arthur, yeah. not your Robin's Hood. You want. You want well, you actually, want, I might. There is one about Little John. Pardon? No, carry on, carry on. Little John apparently is buried in Hathersage, which is near. Is it Peak District? Yeah. It's in my tail. I was just flicking through Tales of the Peak District. And uh, it's got yeah, little John, little John's burial plot. I did not know that. I believe little John the six foot monk. Yes. Is he even called John? I don't know, but maybe he's blue. <laughs> yeah, once he had a couple of a couple of uh, ales in him, he's very blue. He turned he turned the air blue. Maybe that's where they, where they got the name from. Uh, yeah, little John was running around swinging his tankard and. Uh, so always oh, very blue in the face. <laughs> blue John. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you then started the podcast with Alistair, which I guess you, yes. you met each other around. It wasn't Edinburgh, was it? No, no, just a, an open mic night uh, in Stockwell at the Cavendish Arms. I, d- I do remember. The, I think the only reason I think of Edinburgh is because I remember you talking about it once on, on the podcast and you complained about the Royal Mile Hill. And uh, I don't understand yes. why you complain about it. It's not a very big hill. There, it's the hills up to it. So, and you go in right, up yeah, and down all the like time. The other side, um, not the Royal Mile side. It's there are some hills, aren't there? From the train station up, and then oh, yeah. so it's basically if you go in, and in a day you might have to make that journey like five or six times, depending on what gigs you got. So it's just, it's ever, like, it, it really works the calves, the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, I can imagine. I would one, mm. one day I would like to go, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Mm. Too, too. It's, as a performer or as a, view, a viewer? A viewer. I, 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 I don't do performance. <laughs> no, you do a podcast. Yeah, only because someone convinced me to. Um, on a random well, drunken night out. Well, that sounds like a, that's a formula. Well, just turn up drunk. What, like Alex's <laughs> story, story of him doing doing one of his shows at Edinburgh, where it's like being heckled by Scottish people, and so he sang ten thousand. <laughs> what is it? Five. Uh, I've got the name. Five hundred miles. Yeah, brain, brain, melt. Which apparently was recorded in Chip and Norton. Really. Apparently so. 
Yeah, used to, there's a, used to be a recording studio in Chip and Norton, and some of Ray Pablo Honey Radiohead's first album was recorded there. Ooh. There's some quite famous songs, and one of them is meant to have been Five Hundred Miles. How bizarre! Was recorded there, and I don't know if that was. And Mark Owen's debut album, Green Man, mm. was uh, recorded there. Apparently, like the village. Well, the town near the village where my parents live and where I spent my teenage years, a town called Wyndham in Norfolk, um, mm. where Robert Kett is from, uh, who decided mm. to fight the power back in the 15th century. Apparently, there's a really big, famous um, recording studio there, which I've, n- I- I've spent a lot of my life in this place, and I have never heard of it. Um, yeah. And uh, it's like all of... Um... Oh, I can't remember his name now. Old Steve something or other. E Wonder? No, not Steve E Wonder. Um, looks like a hillbilly. Um, oh, I can't remember. My brain is just not paying me any attention at the moment. So, <laughs> well, in this on a similar C six Steve C six C six Steve. I really need to record a lot of his stuff there. And I, I've tried oh. to find this place, and it just doesn't exist. So I don't know if people are lying to me. Yeah, we are. So near where, near near Chipping Norton, there is the um, what used to be the winter digs for Chippenham Circus, mm. and it's where they kept all the animals. And then that's now become just like it's sort of like an animal sanctuary for animals that used to work in telly and films. <laughs> And it's like a retirement home for celebrity. I don't know how celebrity they are, um, but there is, and there is a where all the blue Peter footpath. Go. Yeah, there's a public footpath right down the middle of it, and you walk down it, and there's like monkeys and stuff, and there's giraffes and camels and things like that. And I remember finding out about this when I was like. 22 23 or something and we were just appalled at our parents that they hadn't mentioned it before they'd know all our parents had known yeah it's like a very very low stakes nightmare on elm street kind of thing (laughs) they'd all known there was basically a free zoo within like two miles of the town we grew up in and never told us and then we found we just like drove there and then you walk down this path and you just got a free zoo right there and then one time we were walking down and we heard a noise and it was like, oh, yes, there's a lion in here as well. Oh, 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 wow. And even before, a couple of years before that is when I'd been walking home from a mate's house at a very late hour of the night, a little inebriated. And I was inebriated and drunk. <laughs> and I was stopped by the police to ask if I'd seen a puma. Oh, the the famous black cats that exist throughout the world. But I'm guessing this probably yeah, might have been a real one. Well, that's the thing. I think at most most sightings around that area are like probably real because they probably escaped from the circus digs. But there is one by the there's a tra- the train like the nearest train station to Chippy is in Chelbury. One of the nearest train stations is Chelbury, and some joker has put a model black cat in the woods when you can see it from the train line if you look 
I think it's out the left window when you go into London. <gasps> That's genius. Just coming out of Charlbury, there's a yeah, there's a model black cat that there to frighten the outsiders. I'm now tempted to go and put a a, a model black dog somewhere in Norfolk. Um, that mm. black shop suddenly appear again. Yeah. Um, I remember being a teenager and trying to find the the missing puma in Norfolk every now and then. Mm. So, Hunting the puma. I think me and my mates made a film because that's what we used to do in the summer holidays. We'd just make a film pre YouTube. It's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we lived in a generation where we could do stupid shit and it wasn't recorded anywhere. Yeah, like it's on a VHS. Like you could do stupid shit, stupid shit on a format that would become obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> Betamax. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace. Oh. <laughs> oh. I still get occasional emails about MySpace. I'm like, it still actually exists. Wow. Just, I don't know. Uh, weird. So yeah, cool. Um, right. Uh, let's let's talk about. Well, we've got the story. A little bit of spoops to do. Mm -hmm. um, or we can do the snog, yeet off a cliff, marry quiz. Mm. Which one would you rather do first? Let's do that one. I reckon I could, I'm quite judgmental. Okay. Um, that means I've got to remember who I chose for you. Um, I, there was the, the giant that I used in an episode uh, that I can't remember the name of. He lives on Tory Island, the one-eyed Irish giant. Tory Island. Yeah, he lives on Tory Island. Yeah, I, I went into a lot on a bad <laughs> I think on Tory Island. To, to steal Alistair's joke from when we talked about Tory Island, I think you mean England. <laughs> yes. Um, but the, the the Irish giant who lives on that, who yeets babies off a cliff. Uh, is it? Uh, I don't know which one it was that we ended up with. Oh, I'm going to have to go through my episode list. It's the same one. This is where I regret probably not putting better descriptions on my. So there's him. I'm going to give you a mm -hmm. kappa as well, the Japanese kappa. Oh, yeah. And we shall say. Uh... Yeah, no, I've not actually put that on the description because I'm stupid. Is it like Ben McPhail or no, something? No, it's not that one. Um, people are probably screaming as they're listening to this. <laughs> Irish Giants. Uh, Folklore Island. It's not Finn McCall. Hmm. Because that's Giant's Causeway. Why am I only getting Giant's Causeway hits now? Baylor. Ah. Baylor. There we go. Baylor, Akapa, and. Um, Pandora. Of the box fame. Of the box fame. Oh, no, not Pandora, because I did Pandora with. Um, uh, Someone else. Fiona. Uh, Johan. Uh, yeah. I will say Medusa. Oh. Oh. See, Clash of the Titans was my favourite film yeah. as a kid, apart from Back to the Future. 
Mm. Right. So what have I got to do? Kiss one. Kiss one, kill one, marry one. Or snog one if you want. Uh, full on. All the tongs and everything. Mm. Well, I think if it's a capo, I don't think you'd have much choice because they've got those... They, suck, they can suck your shirikadama. I'd be worried that they try and suck my shirikadama the wrong way. Shirikadama being the, the thing that out of the bum, yeah, is where your soul is kept. Yes, and, and it's in your bum. Yes, and they might try and suck it out your mouth, so it would come all yeah, the way through. Yeah, like the wrong temporal, way. Yeah, temporal recall. Or, no, there's a movie where they try and bring things up. Anyway, so yeah, which one would you snog? I'd probably maybe snog Medusa, but keep my eyes closed. Yeah. Uh, She's meant to be. She was meant to be quite beautiful, which is why she got snake yeah. hair. So, just just don't yes. look at her. Just don't make eye contact. But that's weird if you're snogging someone and you're trying to make eye contact. How, how do you? I don't know if you've ever done it. Yeah. Like if you just get one eye, it's weird. Don't do it. Is the thing I'd say by and large, don't make eye contact with anyone whilst snogging, just not even yourself in the mirror, yeah, even to give a cheeky wink, <laughs> just a bit creepy. Yeah, that mirror guy is weird. <laughs> um, She's winking at me, I don't like it. Mm, won't stop looking at me, won't stop crying. <laughs> Um, mm, you've got to kill one and marry the other marry the other so Baylor will yeet your children off a cliff and you have to go live on Tory Island and possibly keep you in a cage uh, well it sounds like they're the most deserving of getting hoyed off a cliff but then I'm married to a kappa you'd get to learn how to sumo wrestle underwater Mm. Mm. Would they spare me from Shirikadama theft? Ooh. Don't know. Oh, they'd smell as well. They'd have that smell of, like, standing water. Stagnant water, yeah. Yeah. I can't... You know when you've inadvertently let some egg get in and you're washing up? Yeah. And it makes your glasses smell weird? Yeah. Oh, that turns my stomach. I don't know if I could put up with that. Maybe. See, Baylor does have a wife, but he keeps her in a dungeon in his castle for many years and then kills all her babies. I don't know if I want to be that. I don't know if I want to be his rebound then. Mm. He's got one eye that is always covered and protected because it's his weak spot. <laughs> Unlike with other people, <laughs> yeah, whose eyes are obviously not soft entry points into the head. Hmm. Um. I. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I'm marrying Medusa, but just never looking at her. Long distance relationship. And then just a quick, quick snog with Baylor on the rebound from his dungeon <laughs> wife. And then what? Am I killing a kappa? Killing a kappa. They seem the least deserving of it. Well, I'd, I'd, yeah, you can kill Baylor and kiss a kappa. Kiss a kappa, but hope it doesn't suck my. No, because it only does it from the, through my mouth. the backside. Yeah, yeah, I'd just be strictly top half kissing. Yeah. Make sure it's kappa. used a bit of mouthwash beforehand. 
Keep your hands up. Yes, definitely. I'd like to yeah, make sure that's happened. Keep your hands where I can see them. Yep. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think that way around then. And if it annoys you, if it, if it annoys you, you can just go down on your knees and make it bow its head and the water falls out and it dies. Exactly, yeah. So, or becomes your slave. Or becomes your slave, yes. So you, yeah. there you go, you can get a slave out of this. Mm, not not sure I'm cool with slave ownership. <laughs> no. As a thing. Harken back to our, our past. Mm. And build a statue of you. Yeah, you by you when you say our past, you mean as British people, yes. not like we oh, used to have a business. <laughs> Good. Okay, yeah, cool. All right. As I think we're running out of time, I think we should move on to the story. Mm. So you don't get to choose. All oh, right, you don't get to choose yeah. for me. Okay, unfortunately. So, um, <laughs> recently there has been a kind of a Reddit post going around mm. um, about something. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that for you. <clears throat> but I'm going to make you imagine that you've got a new job. Mm-hmm. You're a taxi driver. Um, cool. You are a taxi driver. Let me get this right. I'm going to have to look at my notes here. Uh, in the town of... Where's the town's name gone? I've lost the town's name in something or other. Ishinomaki in Japan. Oh, no. Do you know what I'm going to talk about now? (laughs) I've got an idea, but also I would not want to be a taxi driver or postman in Japan because famously, well, not that famously, I didn't find out till I went to live there, the streets don't have any names. No, they don't. It's really difficult. Only the main streets. And the house numbers are numbered in the order that they're built. Yes, yes. Not in the, like, going up a street, as you would. No, uh, and so your your postcodes are all based upon that as well. So your postcodes and house numbers next to each other can be completely different. Mm. But, yeah, no, so you are are a taxi driver in the town of... As long as I've got sat-nav. You'll have sat-nav, because this this was only five, six years ago. Yeah, I'm guessing it was after a pretty re- recent date. Yes. Um, and so this is a town in Miyagi Prefecture. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are sat waiting outside the train station, waiting for a fare to, to take somewhere. And uh, a young girl gets into your taxi. And she asks you if you can go to... Um, where is it? Uh, Minami Hama. Sidebar, you've lived in Japan, right? Yes. Should we just should we should we do the do the world a service and tell people not to touch the doors of taxis? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. The magic, the magic door. They've got automatic doors, and the drivers get very angry if you try and open them yourself yeah. because you will break the mechanism. Have you ever seen and, the non electronic version? And put fingerprints on them. Oh, you'll make it dirty. Ah, that wasn't why I was told it was. Also, more you will that I was break, the break it. Yeah. Have you seen? So the, some of them are electronic, mm-hmm. which is pretty seems pretty normal. But have you seen the old school version the where they've got? Yeah, there's a massive handle on the floor of their like in the in the footwell of the driver's yeah. side. It's a big conk conk handle, and it pops the door open. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's been a thing for So me. I've got my little white gloves. I've got my hat. I've got the doily on the back Doilies seat. Doilies everywhere. On the, on, yep. the back sh- on the parcel yep. shelf. Oh, yes. Yes, you are a proper I'm one of these. Um, you barely even... The lady gets into the taxi cab. Um, mm-hmm. You barely look. You barely look around. Polite. Don't don't make eye contact and ask where she would mm-hmm. like to go. And she says she'd like to go to Minamihama. Um, you, however, are aware that Minamihama was one of the regions of the town that basically doesn't exist anymore after the tsunami. Mm-hmm. But she says, "No, no, please take me there," and you drive off. Um, and you get to the destination. And as you turn around to ask for the fare, she is no longer there. You have just picked up one of the ghost passengers mm. that exist in this small town. Oh, I, lo- I do love a phantom hitchhiker. Yeah, so this it's Story. there is um, recently, like in around 2016, um, a sociology student in Japan. I tried to find the original articles and the thesis that this person wrote. So it was a y- Yuka Kudo from the Tohoku Gakuin um, University was doing a, a thesis on, on things. So it, mm. it does exist out there. Um, the English version of the Asahi Shimbun doesn't go back far enough to find the original article, unfortunately. Uh, um, so you could probably find it in Japanese. Is my seat all wet as well? Hmm? Is my seat all wet? Your seat is a little bit down. A feature. Yeah. Oh, so I've got to get that sorted out before I can pick another. Yeah. Are there any ghosts that want to go to the station? Uh, possibly. That I could pick up. <laughs> so at least it's not a wasted journey. It's not a wasted journey, but um, you don't get paid. Mm. So the fare is gone. But yeah, so this story does exist, and there is a girl who is picked up from the station and wants to go to Minamihama. Um, halfway through um, the journey, apparently, the taxi driver asks her for more clarification um, about where she wants to go and kind of explains that it's one of the destroyed areas, and her, her response is, am I dead? Oh. Oh, that's chilling. That, that's that's yeah. Um, so there are seven taxi drivers who spoke to Kudosan uh, in response to her her questioning about weird taxi journeys um, from the area. So there are seven stories of that. Apparently, some of the taxi drivers are like, "No, we don't want to talk. No, 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 go away. Mm. No." which makes it all a little bit weird. But apparently a lot of the, the, the ghosts who are picked up are younger people. Um, mm. And within Japan, young people who die are a little bit naffed off about being dead. Mm. Uh, and they've, they've not had chance to see um, their parents and say goodbye to their loved ones and things. So generally their ghosts are the ones who survive. Oh. So, yeah. But they've got, haven't they got their own little deity that statue with the red apron on uh that's for very young people oh is it all right okay yeah um so these these are generally like your early 20s um from what i can gather Uh um yeah so young people so the quote here um quoting from uh, usa today young people feel strongly chagrined at their deaths when they cannot meet people that they love 
As they want to convey their bitterness, they may have chosen taxis, which are like private rooms, as a medium to do so. So, yeah, uh, pissed-off ghosts decide to take a taxi because they're pissed off. Mm. So, yeah, there's, it's, it's kind of made the rounds again, this kind of story, these stories through Reddit. There was a, I think uh, there was a radio, BBC radio series, I think a couple of years ago, and it featured one story on it that really was like re- really good, similar to that, like really nice chill to it, which was someone who lived reasonably nearby. Uh, there was a knock on the door in the middle of the night and they opened the door and there's a woman there who's soaking wet and she asked for a towel. Ooh. And they go and get her a, a towel and give her the towel and shut the door. And then there's a knock again, like the next night or something, mm. and then they open it and there's like, 50 people there who are soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I tried to find out more information about this, but I think most of it's in Japanese, so that's as much as I can really give you. There's a little bit more on one of the other ghosts um, mm-hmm. about there's a um, young man wanted to go to Hiyori Yama. Um, but when they arrived, the, the guy had vanished. So, yeah, there's that. Um, most mm. of these are thought to be people who died um, during the, the earthquake and the tsunami. So mm. people trying to get back home um, but mm. can never get there because obviously the homes no longer exist. Mm. So... And the dead. And the dead, yeah. Um, there's a sort of similar, like that's your classic phantom hitchhiker. It is very much a phantom and hitchhiker, yeah. What's the, there's a similar, but not the one where they, someone thinks they've hit someone. Like someone's oh, just rushed yeah. out of a hedge and they think they've hit them and they stop and there's no one there. And then they tell the police and they're like, yeah, that's happened five times tonight. Yeah. There's a, I, I it's, you get those quite often in American backstreet, back, street, back yeah of places yeah i've I've... there's a couple in in uh in folklore and mysteries of the cotswolds by mark turner yeah there's a couple of stories um, i remember around norfolk as well um Mm. where people would just run you'd see someone run across a road and maybe you'd stop and hit them maybe you wouldn't Mm. maybe they'd end up in the back of your car Mm. you go run them over and like what 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 and what how are you in my car now so yeah that maybe it's a time slip. Yeah. And then you find yourself 20 years, you actually do knock someone down and put them in the back of your car and take them to hospital, but they're you. Ooh. I don't know how that works. You run yourself. That's a, that's a time slip within a time slip. Mm. So don't ever get run over you by find yourself. yourself. Yeah. Look left, look right, look right again, especially if you're experiencing a time slip. Yeah. But not if you're driving. Only if you're bundling out of a hedge. Yeah, if you're running through a hedge uh, late at night in the middle of nowhere, make sure you're mm. not going to get run over by yourself. And you don't feel a sense of deja vu. Yeah. yeah. You heard it here first. There's your warning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just common sense. Yeah, I, th- I feel so. I feel so. But yeah, excellent. Uh, I, I think we're about to run out of time. Um, mm-hmm. As you need to go pick up kiddies. 
I do. So, uh, thank you very much for uh, for popping along and chatting. Well, th- thanks for having me. Thanks for spooping me out. I know. Uh, it's only a very short one, but it is quite a little spooky one, that one, isn't it? It's the little, little poignant question in the middle. That's Am I dead? It's, mm. it's, it's the, uh, are you my mummy, um, Doctor mm. Who kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you my mummy? Am I dead? <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Cool. Anyway, as I say, thank you very much, James. Um, do you want to kind of just sign off and promote everything that you do and where you are or do you just want to leave and be gone and be done with it all um am i dead i hope not <laughs> <laughs> um yes i'm james shakeshaft uh, check out the lawmen podcast if you i think i mean i think that's been a quite a good taster of the the level of irreverence that i give our stories is a little bit but also i'm very easily freaked out yeah and you usually score things as well. Um, I was going to ask you, where, oh, yes. where, 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 where did that come from? But I don't think we have the, the time to discuss that. So, I've always been there from the very yeah. start, I think. It has. It was definitely, in, you, you had it in episode one, where it sounds like you and Alistair were just sat around a cup, a cup of tea around the table trying to record everything. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's been there from the very sort of, in, in like the, the very beginning of the idea even was like, would tell each other a go a story and then the other person judges it and it's usually i think we had more categories in the original mm. times like gore there were more like men to be recurring but then we sort of boiled it down to naming how funny are the names supernatural how spooky is it and then two which are bespoke the to the tale, tale. Yeah. Yeah. it is very much a, a thing i always look forward to when trying to guess what categories you're going to come up with. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Because so we do, do quite live they... streams and you get everybody to, to, to give you the, the categories. I'm always like, what, what would be mm. good? What would be good? And uh, I always fail. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, check us on YouTube as well because we do live stream events. And your field reports. And there are field reports on there, yes. Yeah. So, yes, uh, I think that's that's enough for today so thank you very much james for coming along um we are hopefully going to be doing another game um yes where mark norman will be running some spooky 1970s folk horror for us i think with solemn veil yeah are we going to become cement children oh oh that could be a, a a way for it to happen i took a there's a picture of me by it but it's like it's genuinely probably on my MySpace page or something. You have like a bucket ago. and you're pouring it over someone's head. <laughs> Are you the one who made the cement children? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, no. <laughs> and on that bombshell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you very much as again. Thank you very much for that, James. Uh, it's been no, wonderful. thank you. Uh, so thank you.